Back in the spring, I was added to a Facebook group called the Swamp Sisters. It was there that I connected with Beth McKee and began planning the Women in Music event. Beth is an incredible musician with a passion for intersecting community service and the arts. She started down a path several years ago and began building a network of female artists and musicians who together use their skills to raise support and awareness for local nonprofit groups through a special event called a LALA. But more about that later. Beth was our final performer for our Women in Music event in July and shared a memorable performance on the Groove stage. This one's called Trouble the Waters, and it's based on my Mississippi roots, too. It's about getting out in the community and trying to make a difference.
this is my actual Greensboro, downtown Greensboro performance debut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I split my time between uh, Clemens, Louisville, Winston-Salem area, and uh, Orlando, Florida, where I also live. And uh, right on the Yadkin River every summer, all summer. And uh, I've been watching Greensboro and going, how are those people in Greensboro are so talented, so nice. Yes. And I, I, first, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to you guys of, of gratitude for the community building you're doing right here, right here. You guys are awesome. Um, as Joy was telling y'all, I, I have a, established a network of women friends a few years ago that's kind of grown like crazy. And um, as a subset of that, I have um, developed a Swamp Sister Songwriters Circle, which is also a, a musical collective or a performance collective of uh, women songwriters. So it's appropriate. I'm excited to be invited tonight. Um, the Swamp Sister Songwriters Circle performs in various combinations all around the southeast, or I call it the southeastern quadrant of the United States because that's my favorite part. <laughs> there, I mean, you can go to New York. Well, New York is pretty cool. California, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I spent a lot of time in New Orleans. Um, I was in a band there called Evangeline, and um, we recorded a couple of albums for MCA Nashville, and by way of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville Records label, and um, after that kind of wound up, I moved to Florida, um, and I've been writing songs and hanging out there and traveling around ever since, and I guess I want to play this next song for you guys. It's a little bit about, you know, you can't, you can't go back home kind of songs. It's called The Long Road Back. It's kind of how I feel every time I go back to, to Mississippi. I, it's probably like North Carolina in some ways in that it's a both a very beautiful and painful place to be from.
Unexpected time, and it alters everything for everyone concerned. Take it out, they had it out, living in paradise till one morning he decided. She wanted more out of life The tree of knowledge loaned Temptation overruled Eve ate forbidden fruit God disapproved And everything changed Oh, 
As I mentioned before, I, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. I've lived all over the South. Uh, moved to Austin, Texas when I graduated from college. Uh, from Austin, Texas, moved to New Orleans where I spent quite a bit of time. And now I live in, now split my time between the road, uh, Central Florida, and here in the lovely Piedmont that I love so much. So trying to decide what I want to give you guys a sample of sound wise I think I'll uh, oh I don't know I'm going to write I'm, gonna, I'm in the studio right now actually recording uh, with my friend John Fifner at 75 sound that's how he says it on his voicemail 75 sound <laughs> so we're trying to make everything sound like 1975 which is kind of fun because that was actually a pretty cool time in music, especially with songwriters, in my opinion. Uh, so this song is uh, sort of based on the Underground Railroad. Uh, Made-up story, totally fictional. Not the Underground Railroad, that's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, written from the viewpoint of the a plantation owner's little daughter. And it's called Mercy Point. Last night she took me in, singing 
guys. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Beth. Hi, Nikki. It's nice to meet you. Thank you so much for that. I am so incredibly happy that well, you I was a little nervous. decided to do our show because that was incredible. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. My first question for you is uh, you started playing piano very young. I just uh, I wanted to know when you decided or when you thought this was what I want to do. Like, this is my career path. Well, I think it was after I graduated from college with a degree in accounting. Yeah, because that's, you know, logical step. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's obvious after that. Obviously. I'll tell you what it was obvious. It was obvious... Um, I had a lot of friends that had that played music in my hometown, and I would go see them play, mm-hmm. and they inspired me. Um, and we would go back to my house and jam afterwards, and they yeah. would always say, "Beth, girl, you should do this. You can do." Because I grew up playing piano at church and singing mm-hmm. and leading choirs and in school and stuff. And um, but I was like, oh, "No, no, 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 yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I had a degree in accounting." But I moved to Austin, <laughs> Texas. Um, fresh out of college, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I was going to be not an accountant, but a neon artist, <laughs> right? A ne- yeah, what? that's what everybody says. I What's a neon a- artist. What is that? Yeah, I was going to make art out of neon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I didn't want to assume. Big money market. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to assume that's what it was, because yeah. that's what it sounded. Like, yeah. But, yeah, like yeah. things okay. like Woody Woodpecker in neon, you know? Sure. But, yeah. um, I mean, well, bars need them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it was fun. There's a market for it. Yeah, but I, but, I really yeah. sucked at it. Okay. <laughs> so I wound up sweeping a lot. <laughs> and, and besides, there anyway, it's not a safe industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started going out and hearing bands. Yeah. And making more friends that were musicians. And for the first time, I was starting to see women musicians. In Jackson, Mississippi, there weren't that many outside of church. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. see women gigging in bars. Yeah. Not much. And so I was seeing all these women doing it in Austin. I was like, oh, heck, I can do that. I've been doing it at church and in school all this mm-hmm. time. And I was really taken with the blues at that time, mm-hmm. which I still am. I think that's probably at my core. Yeah, you can definitely tell from, from your writing. <laughs> I, I can yeah. try to hide it, but I got mud in my blood. That's yeah. it. Why hide it? It's great. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I moved back to Mississippi, home of the blues, and I said mm-hmm. at that time, okay, doing it, and threw, every, threw my heart into it, joined a working blues band on the Chitlin circuit, um, called Big Daddy and 500 Pounds of the Blues, the needy band, and uh, got to know a lot of musicians who at that time were recording with and for Malico Records, which is a huge record label, mm-hmm. uh, soul, gospel, yeah, and blues label out of, out of Jackson. And so that kind of where I, that's where I cut my teeth, on the yeah. hog farms of the Mississippi <laughs> Delta, for real. For real. And um, after that, it was, there was kind of no turning back. And after that, I joined a country band. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was in the studio at the same time Trisha Yearwood was in Nashville. At one really? point, we were like trading spaces with her in the, oh my in the studio when I was in Evangeline because we were on MCA Nashville. Mm. Yeah, uh, record that's label. right. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, and, and we actually cut uh, the song She's a Wild One before Faith Hill. Really? So we have, if, Google it sometime. If Angeline oh has gosh. a version of a wild one, instead of pedal steel, yeah. it's accordion and fiddle. Because we were from Louisiana, so wow. it was like country, Cajun, all-female yeah. harmony band. So I would say the Louisiana version of um, the Dixie Chicks before the Dixie Chicks. Right. Oh yeah. my God, I am looking that up. Yes, you will love you will love <laughs> Angela. Yes, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, well, speaking speaking of which, uh, when you were in that band and you were with uh, MCA Nashville, um, you you opened for Jimmy Buffett at one point, correct? Yes, actually, a couple of couple of different summers. One yeah. summer prior to being in Evangeline with his harmonica player Fingers Taylor, oh, who cool. was a friend of mine from Jackson, nice. um, as part of an all female blues band at that mm-hmm. time. And then when I came back, I was still living in Austin, moved to New Orleans to join Evangeline, and Jimmy heard I was in Evangeline, and he was starting his record label. And yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And all happened. And that told the girls, okay, let's tell Jimmy we'll be on his record label, but only if he'll let us open for him on like, the summer tour. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh, all those, the Shed tours are so much fun, yes. going around all the amphitheaters mm-hmm. uh, during the summer. And of course, all his shows were sold out. And all those parrot heads that have to go see Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was just wondering what Jimmy Buffett is like. Cause well, he's the best boss I ever had. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. He's very generous. He's yeah. very supportive of artists. He, it's, mm-hmm. it's especially, I think he, because he's from the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Um, he's very supportive of New Orleans artists. So mm-hmm. he supported us greatly. Gave us a lot of opportunities. You know mm-hmm. that we would have never had. Yeah. Um, he also supports some great causes. I think he's single-handedly probably saved the manatee. And yeah, that's that's Thank true. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Go, Jimmy. So yeah, and he's he's pretty funny too. Yeah. So he, yeah, that's awesome. Jimmy Buffett, all right by me. I mean, he's always seemed like a cool guy to me, but you never know sometimes. You know, with no, celebrities cool and he's like, cool you know, we we got to record our first album actually at his studio, Shrimp Boat Sound, down in Key West. Mm-hmm. And um, we stayed in his fish camp, which was right next to another little house that he had built. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife, Jane, weren't yeah. staying next door. And in Key West, you know, it was in January, all the windows were open, and <laughs> you know, everything's so great. But yeah. I kind of had a moment of satisfaction one morning when I was taking a shower and the windows were open, and I heard his wife, Jane, say to him, Well, if you do, it'll be your little butt. <laughs> And I'm like, that's the only person that can say that to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody else could talk to him like that. Yeah. Only Jane Buffett. And I didn't hear any, I heard no reply. I, I so. mean, if I were him, I wouldn't say anything nope. either. <laughs> um, so, like you mentioned, you have lived in many different places. Um, how has each of, how has living in each of those cities and states influenced your songwriting? Well, I think stylistically, I mean, certainly Louisiana has contributed to my I, my love of uh, fun, funky stuff, yes. funky music, mm-hmm. um, and piano-driven music, mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of my idols are New Orleans piano players. Mm-hmm. Um, late great songwriter named Bobby Charles was also a big role model for me and friend. 
Um, and that's kind of the Louisiana thing. Of course, the Mississippi is soul and blues and, you know, just right south of Memphis Mm-hmm. and um, gospel and country because, you know, I grew up, my dad had, like, old Jimmy Rogers records and mm-hmm. it was really old. Like, I would play with his 78s. And um, North Carolina, I do not play the banjo. <laughs> but I have family And that's that okay. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. I'm coping. I figure if you play accordion, you should not play banjo. I think accordion's enough. You might get hurt, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. So, but I am recording a new album here in North Carolina, and I'm yeah. very excited. I'm working with some super talented friends, uh, John Fifner that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. who has 75 Sound, and my friend Jeffrey Dean Foster, who is a very well-known and, and treasured uh, songwriter in Winston-Salem, mm-hmm. um, is kind of helping me with, with some harmony parts and some guitar overdubs. So kind of yeah. getting a little bit of that. North Carolina indie rock sound going. Hey, on go. this one, um, you do have a lot of that. Florida. Here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. One person. <laughs> yeah, no, Florida. No, seriously. Okay, can I say the Almond Brothers are from Daytona Beach? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So the 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 yeah. the part of Southern rock that I admit to, mm-hmm. which is Almond Brothers. Yes. <laughs> that, Florida. <laughs> And also, my husband, who plays drums in my band, is from Cuba and moved to Florida as a child from Cuba. So his Latin percussion... Actually, he was the drummer for many years for another country band called the Bellamy Bellamy Brothers. Yeah. Remember the Mm -hmm. Bellamys? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So there's a certain element of that, you know, kind of Latin, Caribbean flavor, I think, too, to my songwriting, too. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that covers it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of different uh, flavors mixed in. Sometimes into one. my records might sound a little schizophrenic, but <laughs> I just like it. So yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I enjoyed it myself, and I'm sure a lot of people in our audience have have enjoy- had enjoyed it too. Um, so I do have a question from our audience for you. Okay. So we'll we'll see. Uh, any advice for those who want to pursue a career in music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. That's our show. No. <laughs> Woodshed, which is music, musician talk for practice. Mm-hmm. Go sit in a room by yourself until you sound good to you. Mm. And then record it and listen back to it. <laughs> and make sure you still sound good to you. <laughs> um, collaborate. Mm-hmm. Find other people to bounce your work off of and to listen to you and give you their advice or vice versa. Be a part of a community. Hmm. Um, and make sure that you are enjoying yourself because it's called playing music for a reason. And it's important that you have the joy for it. Even if it's the joy for singing a poignantly sad song, mm-hmm. if you're passionate about it. But just be true to yourself. I, I mentioned Bobby Charles earlier, yeah. and I, really, I recorded a, an album, a tribute to him, um, mm-hmm. in 2010, mm-hmm. right before he died. I didn't know he was going to die, but <laughs> um, we got, got to be friends over it, yeah. and he's such a great guy. He wrote, he wrote uh, Walking to New Orleans. 
He wrote, See You Later, Alligator. <laughs> he wrote, um, I don't know why I love you, but I do. But mm-hmm. Well, more people of y'all probably know that as the song from Forrest Gump. But, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It is. So I asked, and he wrote a beautiful song called Jealous Kind that, that Etta James did. A lot of people might know. Mm-hmm. And... Small Town Talk. I knew a lot of great songs. So I was asking him once, you know, Bobby, what is your advice to me as a songwriter? And he just said, follow your gut. And and I take that really much to my heart so that when I'm questioning myself about a lyric or a chord change or a melody, I just kind of go, okay, what what does my gut say? And then try to (laughs) stay with that. Go with your inner instincts and just trust that what you're doing is what is supposed to be done. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you so much, Beth, for oh, chatting pleasure. with me and, and performing an amazing set. And uh, thanks for coming. Thank you guys for All sticking right. around. <laughs> Next week, Wednesday, August 23rd, we are hosting another live recorded podcast session with an eclectic group of songwriters, including Justin the Beloved, Margot Silker, and Jacob Vaughn. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. You can find the event link in the podcast description. We hope to see you all there. Before we end the show, I must say a special thanks to everyone who makes this show possible. Tom Troyer, Maggie Bozovich, Nikki Tomeo, Naomi Woods, and Kim Basil, thank you for your enthusiasm and creative energy. And of course, to City 616 for your support and encouragement as we build community alongside you. Thanks.